0: isn't anything like intimate relationship that is going to grow you Mm. or grow me there is nothing else like it and to show up for that you need a man who knows who he is who knows where he's going and knows what he'll fight for
1: episode of Dear Men. I'm really excited to be here and um, share this topic. This topic is actually very close to my heart. Today we're going to be talking about how to be a man in relationship instead of a boy. And I will be discussing how good it feels to interact with a man instead of a boy. Sometimes we may also refer to these kinds of people as fuckboys, but don't let that stop you from taking it seriously. It's quite a serious topic. Um, I'm here with Martin. Welcome, Martin. He is a men's coach and relationship coach for both men and couples, and he's been doing men's work for the last 18 years. So he has a lot of wisdom and, um, honestly, like love to offer. So I'm really excited to have him here and to kind of get some perspective, especially for me as the feminine to get some perspective from the masculine on this topic, because I think it's a really important one when it comes to like the basis of a healthy relationship. I don't know if you can have a healthy relationship with a, with a boy because you know, that's not a man and a woman interacting. Then it's like a different dynamic. So welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Melanie. It's good to be here and thank you for inviting me and allow me my voice in this, in this conversation.
1: Yes. I'm excited to have your voice and, um, yeah, to get more of this kind of dialogue out into the world. So, um, I just want to hear because actually, you were one of the you were the one who suggested the topic mm-hmm. for us to share, and I'm just wondering if you can kind of name why you did that. Like, why did this come up as something that you would want to talk about?
0: Because it's a very important topic. I think it's. It, I hear from women more times than I care to hear that they're saying, "Where are the men?" And I can hear inside of them, even though it's not an outward thing, I hear this silent scream. And maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. But I can hear No, I'm them. sure that's there. <laughs> I can hear and feel this yearning because the, because the woman out there wants to be met by man. And in order for her to be, when she, when she is met by man, it creates a space for her to flower into the fullness of, of who she is meant to be. And even beyond what she believes she is meant to be. Mm. And without that, it's very unlikely for her to open to her fullness. Now, by the way, she can open to her fullness in her career. She can be a fabulous parent. She can you know, express herself artistically in any way possible. And that's obviously good for her. And that there's something about relationship that is unique. There isn't anything like intimate relationship that is going to grow you mm. or grow me. There is nothing else like it. And to show up for that, you need a man who knows who he is, who knows where he's going, and knows what he'll fight for. I don't mean fight as in physically, but if he has to, he has to. But it's more about a standard or principle that he'll fight for. Yeah. That creates a safe space for her in the wildness and the always flowing, always changing essence of who you are to relax and go, Oh, good, I can finally breathe here because there's something or someone so solid. Yeah. I can trust this man. Yeah. And if I can trust him, I can relax. And finally, I'm able to relax. And as she relaxes, you can almost feel the pedals, hear them opening. Yeah. So I'm moved by that. And, and, and I'm, I'm incredibly motivated by relationship. I think more than a lot of other men, but it just it, it feels right for me. Mm. And so this is why I wanted to bring this to you. Mm. And if I could have a, a voice or participate in a conversation to bring this to the surface then i'm happy to participate
1: yeah i think it's really interesting too cuz what you said is like you hear a lot of women talk about how they w- like where are the men mm-hmm. and and you're a men's coach you're involved in men's work and you work with men do you notice on their side do they the men that aren't really men yet that are still kind of boys or a man child as we would say yeah. do they are they aware that they're a man child do you work with those men like where does that fit in
0: it actually comes up in the course of coaching. They don't come to me and say, I'm a little boy trapped in a man's body, right. and, and I'm fucking <laughs> I'm up everything. I'm such a
1: man-child. I can't.
0: No, they're not. You know, they're, they're not coming to me for that. Unfortunately, what most men will do is that they'll wait until they've painted themselves, or the relationship has painted them into such a tight corner that they have no room at all. Mm-hmm. That's when men, unfortunately, start asking for help instead of asking for help earlier. Okay. And in the course of un, unraveling and unwinding why they're in the position that they're in, it's discovered that many of the actions that they're taking are not the kind of actions that are going to engender trust and openness and surrender with the woman that they're involved with.
1: So so it sounds like some of the guys are coming to you because their relationships are falling apart? It's
0: exactly the, because they're falling apart. Okay. It's exactly why.
1: Do you also work with single guys? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And oh, yeah. are, are, have you ever worked with any... any Single guys who are boys and not men,
0: absolutely. And how
1: does that manifest for them? Are they not getting dates? Are they not being able to see something past a month or what? Yeah, that's the... a good.
0: That's a good question. Relationships are breaking apart. Okay, and then they're finding that they're repeating the same patterns over and over again. Or rather, the same thing is happening over and over again. So we get to look at the patterns, and then we can unwind and shift those patterns so they can have a different experience. What's
1: one of the common patterns that a someone who's not a man yet will...
0: Oh, I hate to say this, but men lie. Oh, okay. They lie.
1: Say more. <laughs> I mean, when I hear that, I hear they cheat. They're cheating on their partner. Is well, that...
0: there's that too. Okay. There's that too. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I, I, I say that, but I say that with some pain because yeah. I have to admit myself, you know, 30 years ago, I was that man too. I lied and I, I wasn't always in integrity with my relationships and I made mistakes and I hurt people. And I realized, holy shit, I, this can't happen anymore because mm. I'm creating damage. Mm. So that was something awakened inside of me where I'm making different choices today. But men, for instance, um, you know, men are afraid of upsetting their women. Yes, they're so afraid of upsetting them. They're so afraid of their upset that they will fudge the truth and not tell the truth because they're afraid of the repercussions. Yes, and what they don't realize, so which is they're lying, right? Yeah, they're they're afraid to tell their woman. Um, so maybe somebody likes to drink a little bit more than they would let their woman know. Okay, so they'll lie about drinking. Because they don't want to upset their woman because yeah. it's, they know that their woman's going to be upset. So they go, no, I wasn't drinking. Uh, or I wasn't gambling. Or I didn't go out and, you know, do X, Y, or Z, whatever Or I didn't just buy.
1: get a chargey text from my ex. Right. There was another episode where some, a guest was talking about how he got a chargey message from his ex and his current girlfriend could tell that something had happened, but she didn't know what. Exactly. And he actually shared with her what it was. Oh, good. Even though he knew that she would have feelings about it Mm -hmm. because he wanted to preserve her spidey sense. He called it her spidey sense. Like, if she can sense there's something wrong and he lies, then her spidey sense gets dulled, and over time she thinks she's crazy. Versus if he corroborates, like, yes, there is something going on with me. Yes, I am having feelings. This is what happened. You know, um, I feel like that kind of preserves her sense of intuition. And I really like what you said about the reason that the men are lying is because they want to avoid the upset, right. and I think sometimes men will justify it by like, "Well, I don't want to upset her," which is really different than "I don't want to deal with the upset." Exactly, <laughs> it's not the same thing. Right? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit, like, from a personal perspective, about how you made that transition from being someone who maybe was lying to women to not?
0: Mm, well, there was no maybe. I was.
1: There was no maybe. Yeah. Okay, you were. <laughs>
0: It just you know it's black and white. Either I lied or I didn't. Oh, you know that was a long time ago. I just I'm a sensitive creature, and at the time when it was discovered that I lied, and it was discovered when that, she discovered
1: it when she okay. did,
0: and when she discovered and I'm not a serial um, cheater, serial liar. <laughs> nor am I a serial liar, but I but I have done that, and but I when I've when I've been caught, I've seen the damage and as much as i wanted to defend against and i wanted to make it her problem and i didn't want to take responsibility for you know my actions in this there was a part of me that could feel her grief yeah and i'm I, i'm not happy with that I'm just not happy with it so that was the big change for me i, go, I don't want to be responsible for that mm. there was also the part of me that i have a daughter as well and i have a son and a daughter and i thought to myself it became clear to me that i don't want anybody to treat my daughter the way that i unfortunately treated someone else's daughter cuz that's fucked up it really is and i figured i'm going to stop now because i think that's my that's my role in this I, if i if i stop now maybe universally or cosmically or psychically i'm putting it out there that maybe others will stop too mm. so that's just my part in it
1: yeah and and when you made that decision like okay i'm going to stop lying. This is not okay because I wouldn't want someone to treat my daughter this way. I don't want this to be how I am in the world. Mm -hmm. Did you need to get any support around that? What happened when you stopped lying? Because I'm assuming once you stop lying, you do have to deal with her upset. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting when you noticed and you were spot on men, it's not that they're afraid of her upset. They are, but they're afraid of what is going to bring up inside of them. And a lot of us have mom issues or we have old relationship issues that when she, whoever she has been, whoever she was, has been upset, she's withdrawn.
1: The okay. the old per- person in the past, the like old the mom. in the past.
0: Okay. She's withdrawn, and she withdraws the love, she withdraws the attention. And for me, I would feel abandoned and feel lost. I'm going, wait a minute, I don't like that. And even when I wasn't lying, when I was growing up, there was I grew up with... Uh, my mother was a very strong fi- uh, figure in the house, the strongest figure, and then I had two older sisters. I had no brothers, and my dad was off doing his—you know—he was working, he wow. was doing the things he was supposed to do. So, whether if my sisters and my mother withdrew their attention from me, it was crushing for me. I didn't like it at all. So I know for me that if I, so to answer the question, how is it, it how it was for me? Mm-hmm. So when I took the stand for not lying anymore, then I had to face my own problems of going, you know what, she may withdraw from this because she doesn't like from this, but I'm still okay. Mm. I'm still here. No one's left me. As long as I don't leave myself, then I don't have to necessarily worry about her leaving me. Mm. I'm a grown man now. I don't have to. I don't have to act like a little boy and clamor for attention by ship or lying in order to get what I think I need.
1: Yeah. And how did you get there? Did you like, was there therapy or a men's group or how did you do that? Cause it wasn't like you just woke up one day and were like, I think I'll change my entire psyche today. Like,
0: well, there's something very valuable about men who are in relationship with other men and doing men's work. So in in 2000, I started doing men's work. I did a men's weekend as initiation event, which brought me into an entire community of men that, shaped me and picked me up kicked my ass six different ways from Tuesday to straighten me out and so I was able to see because there's no one else who can kick another man's ass more than another man can yeah you know and so that was very growing for me in that future mm. is just to have the reflection of others other men this is how you're showing up and this is these are the results and so I'd pay attention. And I was the new guy, so I had my ass kicked probably more than others. Every new guy that shows up in a men's group gets his ass kicked.
1: <laughs> but with love, right? I mean, oh, there's absolutely. love there, right? It's not just,
0: okay. Yeah, I, I'm using ass kicking as in, these men wanted me to win. They did. It's to their benefit that I'm another man with them that's, you know, has arisen and moving on forward with integrity and honor. Yeah. <clears throat> so it took time. I might have been a harder nut to crack than maybe others, but that's okay. <laughs> I got to the point where then I'm able to, when the new, I found myself in in on the ladder of seniority to where I could see now and then help others who were then coming in. Yeah. So it was this one thing after another. So I got help from other men ultimately.
1: Yeah. I really like what you said too about the, I think it really cuts to the heart of, the whole thing about the woman withdrawing her love Mm -hmm. and attention Mm -hmm. i think there's a gap in awareness a lot of men don't realize like they make it seem like oh i don't want to upset her so i won't tell her about the chargey text from my ex but really underneath that is i'm afraid if i tell her she'll get upset and withdraw from me and i will lose love like that seems like a big yes. like until you did the men's work, did you have any idea that that was a connection, right, okay, so no, that it didn't. yeah, that feels like really important to highlight because it seems like it's unconscious, it's unconscious, we don't realize we're doing it, and we make up a story about oh, it's for them, I don't want to hurt her feelings, I don't want her to feel bad, I don't want her to have a reaction when really it's like I'm a scared of losing love, yes. I'm scared of being alone, I'm scared of being abandoned, and that makes me lie, mm-hmm. yeah, um. So, in terms of being a man instead of a boy in relationship, would you say that this part is critical?
0: But lying? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right, because you said it. You—you told the story about another man who had the chargey text, and instead of avoiding the issue, he stood there, faced her, honored her, her the, the, what she felt, and then confronted and stood there waiting, you know, ready for whatever was going to happen. A boy is not going to be able to do that. The big, you know, major difference is really slightly and very said, I could say a whole lot about this, but I'll say just a little bit of it. There's the major differences between men and boys. Boys are uh, playful. They're playfully irresponsible. And uh, they don't, they don't, um, they're always looking for the more shiny toy. They, they are always looking for ways to get away. They're looking, they're exploring the angles to see mm. where they can get away with What they with can get those, away with. Which is what they're supposed to do. But to take that into an in adulthood, when in adulthood, the, the man is focused, he's on purpose, he's directed, he's clear, he's still, you know, quotes, he's still. There's a stillness about him mm. where he isn't constantly pulled from one spectrum to the other. He can have his feelings, he can have his emotions, but he's not um, hes not ruled by them. He's informed by them, but not ruled by them. Where an 8-year-old or a 12-year-old boy is going to be ruled by his emotions. So he stood there as a man, focused, clear, directed, and gave her the gift of his honesty, even though it was going to look poorly. A lot of men would go, I'm the little boy would be the one running the show, and cause actually more damage.
1: Yeah, and actually... Um... I, when I imagine being in that scenario, I respect him mm-hmm. more for telling me. Yeah. And so, actually, in the end, my upset is less mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm being right. approached as an equal and I'm being, I'm being let in on what's happening yeah. instead of being gaslighted and told, like, oh, no, nothing's going on, like, everything's cool, I, but I can feel that it's not. Like, that's very uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. I feel, like is a hallmark of my interactions with boys, man, man children, is I'm like, I feel like there's something else going on that you're not telling me, and it mm-hmm. doesn't make me trust you. It makes me want to not be around you right. and definitely not give you my heart. Right. Because I can't trust that you're going to take care of it. Right. Yeah. So, okay, so you you find the men's groups, you start doing men's work. Would you say there was anything else that... Yes, it,
0: Okay. Yeah, I also, I also started doing Tantra meditation workshops. And I started those in, in about 14 years ago. And I did years of that. And uh, it was what that did for me is that it helped to un- disconnect my head from the, from the rest of my body. In other words, I was able to access my heart, I was able to access my intuition, I was able to access my balls. I mm. could feel all of that below my neck instead of always operating from my head. So that was a big, big thing for me because I'm a smart guy. And you give me half a chance, I will, you know, I'll, I'll find, you know, I'll chew on everything. Yeah, I had, oh analyze my, it. I had this one. Maybe woman,
1: overanalyze it. This
0: one woman that I was dating, <laughs> she said to me, she says, you could analyze a grain of salt. <laughs> and I took it as a compliment. <laughs> I thought, you know, I am pretty smart. I should have been an attorney, you know? I could figure it out one way from the oh, other. Oh, I could see you as an attorney. And oh. <laughs> and and really what she was saying to me was, I can't feel you. Where are you? You're so busy trying to figure stuff up in your head. I can't feel you. And I didn't get that at the time until later on when I connected with everything that was happening below my neck, which is what tantra meditation did for me.
1: Mm. That is pretty profound because I would say that at least 80% of the men I work with, like, when we start working together, all I can feel is from their neck up. I mm-hmm. can't feel their body at all. Mm-hmm. And for me, as a woman, mm-hmm. like, I do, I'm not going to have sex with you. <laughs> like, I can't right. feel you. I can't feel you. I can't. Right. I don't, I don't have anything to, to, like, grab onto or, like, connect with or... right. Um,
0: well, you don't want to be touched by a man who's not connected to his heart, because if he's connected to his heart, then when he reaches out his hand to you, you're going to be able to feel his hand on your body as a connection to his heart. If, it, if he's not connected, it's like a flipper. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't want to be touched by a flipper. Like
1: a flipper, yes. <laughs>
0: <You> <laughs> or know?
1: sometimes I find that it's like, I really feel like you're just picturing porn right now, yes. and I'm just here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: that's another boy thing. Where a man is going to realize that he has a gift, even if it's a one-night stand, mm-hmm. that he shows up 100% for that one-night stand and is grateful for the gift of you opening your body to him. Yeah, What he doesn't realize mm-hmm. is that when you're opening your legs to him, you're also opening your heart to him. There's a, there's a direct connection. Mm-hmm. And if when I, I can feel this, my whole body is resonating with this. There, when he can realize the value of that and have gratitude for that, then he can meet you there and he can fuck your heart. Yeah. If it's only just for one night, then he's left you better than he found you.
1: Yeah. I can attest to that. And I feel like there's been sex that I've had where it's, like you said, it's only been one night. And actually, most of the the times I'm thinking of in my head have not been American men. Mm. So an Italian guy, a Spanish guy, like men that I slept with in Europe, where it was just what you said, where I felt better Better the next day. I was yes. like, "Wow, that was amazing!" Right. And one of the guys, like, I was traveling and I was in hostels, and he drove me to the airport, and we mm-hmm. had this whole like long goodbye, even though we'd known each other for like forty eight hours, and mm-hmm. people probably thought we were like long lost lovers. But I felt really loved. I did. I felt really loved and cared for, and I did. And it didn't have to mean we're going to be together forever. I was flying away, and it was fine. Right. But then there have been other men mm-hmm. that I've hooked up with, uh, many Americans where I'm, like, it's, like, it flickers in and out. Like, mm-hmm. we're, like, connected for a moment, and then I'm, like, where did you go? Mm-hmm. And he's just gone for, like, ten minutes, and, then like, he flickers back in, and and there's a feeling I'm left with the next day where I'm, like, that didn't really feel that nourishing, actually. Right. Yeah, right. and I was turned on for part of it, but it's that flickering in and out where then I was just sort of, like, yeah, I don't want to see that guy again. That didn't mm-hmm. really feel good, mm-hmm. and, um... I guess that would be someone that I would probably call a boy and not a man.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a boy is not going to be able to, to feel where the dance is. Mm. He's not going to be able to meet you in a move and maybe lead you in a move and then allow you to lead him in a move, you know, as, as good dance partners do. And if, and if your dancing partner checks out, he's still there, but he's checked out. You know, you can just stumble in on toes. It's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. it's a problem, but in lovemaking, it's really important. There has to be a connection where the dance happens yeah and even if lovemaking doesn't happen even if it's just a, an intimate connection that could be more fulfilling in any in many ways more than having an unfulfilling sexual connection
1: mm. yeah I think that's true like I'm thinking of one guy who we barely made out but we just sort mm-hmm. of did like Tantra breath together which and I've never taken a Tantra workshop I'm gonna have other guests on here that will speak to Tantra but We were basically just breathing together, and we were in, like, we were in the club. Like, we were not in, like, a, like, zen out atmosphere, Um, but it was (laughs) so hot, and we probably did that for, like, an hour, and it was incredible. Like, my whole body was lit up. Like, I was just... It was amazing. It was amazing. I will never forget it, and we didn't even have sex. Right. Like, I was just... He was really present. He was really present.
0: That's the thing. If he's present, you'll be able to surrender to that. You can trust him because you can feel him. If a woman can't feel her man, she's going to drive her crazy. Yeah. Because she won't know what to do with him. Yeah. If you don't know what to do with him, wow. What, yeah. It starts fracturing things, and you know, wires start crossing. It's a problem.
1: So yeah. So talk to me about if there are men listening that kind of know that they're in their heads, like what can they do about it and when you were in that position were you aware that you were just okay so you weren't aware that you were in your head all the time
0: none of them are none of these men are aware they're in their heads they think they have it figured out I thought I had it figured out
1: oh and the indication to you that it wasn't figured out was fractious relationships
0: that and the reflection of other men in my life
1: oh okay
0: telling me I'm in my head okay okay and I argue, with them. I'm not in my head. I go, you're in your head. Shut That's the fuck up. Crazy. Wait a minute. I'm not in my head. You guys are wrong. No, you're in your head. And it just, it's amazing. Men who are in their head are very, very difficult. Yeah. Sweet, lovely men. I'm not saying anything wrong. No. It's just that men who are in their head are very difficult to connect to, even though they think they're uber connectable. They think they're super whatever. And they're really not. They're, they're, it's, it's painful.
1: Yeah, and so as a men's coach, when you're working with a man mm-hmm. that you can feel is in his what how do you approach it? What do you do with Oh, that we
0: man? start doing dynamic exercises.
1: Dynamic exercises.
0: Absolutely, we do. Di- uh, there's a, a variety of dynamic exercises that I can do with them and get them to loosen up, relax, and get them breathing. Most men are in their head and not breathing, but mm. so not breathing all the way down into their balls. Of course, yeah. breath doesn't go all the way down your balls, but I use that expression of bringing that breath all Me the way too. down there. I <laughs> Breathe down there so you can bring your awareness to that. Most men, most everybody, are only breathing down to the middle of their chest. Watch someone breathing and their shoulders are coming up when they're breathing instead of their belly moving. There's a sure indication right there that a man or a woman, by the way, is stuck in their head. Because it's fucking scary to be out there in the world. Because if you step out in the wood, you're going to get your feelings hurt. Because that's the story that you have, like everybody else does. So everybody guards. Mm. Everybody everybody acquires a different way of breathing to brace themselves. But that same person, when they're asleep, their belly moves up and down. Because Mm. their body's quiet. Finally, they get to relax when they sleep. Then they wake up, their mind kicks in, and they take these little little pediatric breaths. Pediatric breaths. (laughs) (laughs) They take these little... And no harm, no foul, but my goal is to get that man to breathe fully into his body so he can access the rest of him. If he's stuck in his head, he's missing his connection to his heart. Yeah. He's missing his connection to his intuitive yes or no. Which is he, in
1: your belly. Yes. You're rubbing your belly right
0: now. Yeah, Right, yeah. right. I, of course. And in, in his intuitive yes or no is the guide for moving towards truth or moving away from what isn't the truth. Yeah. It's simple. It makes it yeah. so much easier where you don't have to think about it all the time. You either have a feeling that says, I'm going to step in, I'm going to do this, or I'm not going to. You asked me to come do this podcast with you. I said, oh, yes, for no other reason, just because it felt because right Because it for
1: me. felt like, yes, I had yeah, in your body, yes for, this. for sure. Yeah, I think that's um, really important because my experience of uh, interacting with a boy – and not a man is, um, primarily like passivity. That's what I notice much of the time as a woman. I feel like I'm thinking of one guy who I had been flirting with and I thought he was picking up the signals, but I don't think he really was. And there was such a sense of passivity. I was like, if I want this to happen, I'm going to have to be the one to go over to him. And like, honestly, like that's not that hot. Yeah. And, and, what I've noticed is I don't mind approaching men. I don't mind approaching men. Like if I can feel like they're connected and then I'm like, I can already feel that that man is interested and he's Mm -hmm. present and he's looking at me and there's a, there's a connection. So if I go over to him, I don't feel like I'm pursuing per se. But with this guy, I was like, you're not really here that much. And so it didn't feel good. It felt like to me, what it felt like was like I'm gonna have to do all the work.
0: Right, you're the man in that room. That was how I
1: felt. Right. And I was like, that's not hot. I don't wanna fuck that guy. Really? Like and I felt disappointed. That's yes. I think the primary feeling for me when I interact with man children, like boys that are in man bodies is disappointment. Mm -hmm. I just feel so disappointed. I'm like, this could have been so great. This could be so great, but you're so lame. Like you're so lame and you won't take the lead and you won't take action and you won't approach. And I think a lot of it is what you just said about like being in touch with your body and your stomach. Because if that man is present in his stomach, he's going to come towards me because he's going to be attracted. Like I want to be over there. I want to be with her. And instead he's like, you said protecting himself or guarding himself or he's leaning back. There's like a leaning back and I'm just so disappointed. I just feel so sad. It's so, and it's so often it happens so much of the time that I'm like, man, this could have been really great and you're just not coming towards me and I'm just not, I don't want to be the man. Right. Yeah. Why do you think there are so many men like this right now? Like a lot of
0: men are hurt. Okay. Okay. A lot of men have had their ass kicked in a relationship. A lot of men have given their heart to a woman, mm. and their story would be that she took it out, ripped you know, ripped it out of his body, and stomped on it before she walked off to the next dude
1: <laughs> with her high-heeled talons,
0: nine-inch heels. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing at that, but I, it's still, it's kind of a funny image. But okay, it's, so but, there's but, a lot of men that have been but, hurt. But
0: it's not funny, though. There's a lot of men who are hurting. Yeah. There are, there are a lot of men who are out of a relationship who are going, I'm not ready to go in there yet. I feel my attraction to you, but I'm not ready yet because if I come in there, and this is a, a man who's aware and conscious. He's going to go, I don't want to come in and bring my trash into this and leave it in your living room as I leave, as I leave your bedroom. I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Because he has to know. So it, it may not just be that he is, he's just fucked up. He doesn't know how to do it. He just—he knows he's not supposed to do this right now. He's not ready. He's not ready He's not yet. ready. There's that man, and there's the other man, the man-boy. The man-child, man yeah. The man-child who who plays video games, who is on Tinder, or uh, Tinder, you know, swiping left or right, where anything where the they haven't been taught that really the, the fun starts in the very beginning and making the approach and finding that edge and going i'm i'm afraid here but i like her i think she's cute i'm gonna tell her you know i like you right Mm -hmm. sorry i couldn't help but notice i'm not creepy but you know could or whatever come up with something yeah approach approach and there there's nobody to teach them how to do that Everything is solitary and everything's done online. You can have food delivered to your door. You can, I mean, there are things. You don't even have to have sex with anybody anymore. You can have sex with a machine. It's true. There's dolls. like sex
1: robots and stuff They now. have
0: dolls. That yeah. Are real dolls. I saw a thing on HBO about that was frightening.
1: They say that by 2040, 2040 or 2050, humans will be having more sex with robots than with humans.
0: What a shame because there's so much richness yeah. And none of the men want to look bad. That's the other thing, too. Hmm. There's, n- there's nothing harder. Well, nothing. There are very few things harder than a man who says or does something and then gets embarrassed by it. Hmm. There, are, there are countless stories of men approaching a woman and a woman, you know, sneering at him going, Oh, really? You think you can do something with this? You know, or whatever it is. And he's going, Oh, you know, you might as well have run him over with a train.
1: I have a question about that particular thing. I've... It, because I understand that that's a fear that men have. Is that a reality that you've experienced multiple times?
0: I have not experienced that multiple times, no. Have you ever experienced it? Not like that.
1: Okay. Because it feels like we had another discussion where there were a couple of men and they were like, yeah, I was always afraid she'd throw a drink in my face. But it never happened. So is it, I'm sure that it happens, but is it a real thing that happens all the time? Or is it more like no. a fear in the guy's head?
0: No, it's... Just her turning away and ignoring him is is crushing.
1: Mm.
0: Whether or not she says, oh, you think you can do something. I, I did that for some flair. Yeah, yeah. The essence of it, she just looks at him and turns away. It's very, just that is enough. Yeah. He's going, I'm not going to do that again. That was painful. Yeah. My mother's stuff, my teacher stuff, yeah. my ex-girlfriend, you know, all yeah. this stuff comes up and it becomes this avalanche of stuff. Yeah. That he can't find his way through. Again, if a man can, has confidence he can go, I may, <clears throat> excuse me, I may get shot down, but I'm going to go down in flames, in glory. Yeah. I remember once, I'll tell you a real quick story. There was, um, I used to make my mortgage payment at this one bank up the street. And I walked in one day and there was this, I was single. And I walked in, there's this gorgeous woman at the, I thought, oh my God, she's, Ugh. And I froze up. I go, oh, I can't talk to her. I'll make my payment and walk out. You know, <laughs> so I got scared because she was so beautiful and everything. You know, all my dreams and whatever. And so I, next month, I'm going to go in there, walk in there, <laughs> walk in next month. She says hi. She smiles at me. I go yes, and then I kept right on walking. Oh. <laughs> The third month I walked in and I said, I'm going to do this today, no matter what. So I went down, I sat at her desk, down at her desk and I said, hi. And she looked at me, she says, hi, how can I help you? And I said, you know, I just want to come and introduce myself to you. I've walked in here twice now and I've commented how beautiful you are to myself. And I'd love to get to know you better. Is that possible? And she sat back in her chair, she's and She says, that's very nice. Thank you. I'm in a relationship right now. I can't do that. So yes, I got shot down. She was very gracious about it. But I walked, I said, I got up, I said, thank you very much, shook her but hand. But that's
1: so hot. Like, but that's I, so hot. Like, you totally made her day.
0: But I never mind her. Yes, thank you for that. But I walked out going, fuck yeah. I didn't get her. Hmm. I'm going to get her phone number. But I I went down in a blaze of glory. I grabbed my balls, so to speak, and I just stepped up. Yeah. It took me a minute, but I did
1: it. <laughs> took you three months.
0: It took me a minute. But the, glor- the, the, the glorious I felt, the gloriousness I felt from being in action instead of being paralyzed mm. was, the, was the juice for me, was the nectar that I could really appreciate. Mm. When a man is in action, he can't help but feel good about being in action. When he's paralyzed, he tightens, he contracts, he goes directly up in his head and gets lost more and more into the shadows. Mm. It's it, It's immutable irrefutable evidence of that.
1: Yeah, it's also it, it reminds me of what I said about my frustration with passivity. It's the opposite of being <clears throat> passive. Right. Being in action, taking action, moving forward, doing something. <clears throat> when you um when you work with men in your in your men's work or your work with them, Would you say that most of what you do is physical work because of that? No.
0: Okay. No, physical work. Most men don't have a relationship to the kind of dynamic meditations that I lead them through that get them connected to their body. I show them how to do it, and they're supposed to do it between now and the next session. It's something they build a relationship with. It's a tool they can pick up whenever they need to, when they notice that they're in their head. The beauty of it is that once I get a man into his body and he develops a relationship with how that feels to be in his body, then he recognizes when he's not in his body.
1: Ah, so there's at least a connection, like, oh, I'm in my head right now. Exactly. Instead of, this oh, is just the where head. I live.
0: Okay. Well, for me, when I'm in my head, I feel very tight here and in the back of my neck. Here,
1: meaning your temples. Yes.
0: Yeah. Sorry, yes. In the back of my neck. I can feel that, and that's my, alarm. oh, I'm in my head here. I breathe. I relax. And and I find my I, I I pull my breath all the way down to my body, mm. and I exhale again. What I call a context. What is it that I want to bring to this connection that's mm. going to open the doors for relationship and connection? If I want to have that connection, if I don't, I excuse myself and leave. So I'm a choice.
1: At the <clears throat> at the stage that you're at now, what are the situations where you find yourself in your head? Are they similar?
0: I get in my head when I feel. Or have a perception that I'm going to lose something. Oh. And then I feel I need to defend uh, what it is I believe I'm going to lose.
1: Meaning like losing a relationship? Yes. or Okay. Mm-hmm. Or losing a client or something?
0: A client's not so much.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's
0: fine. <laughs> I've built a muscle around that. You know, clients come and they go. I can yeah. take it personally or not. It's usually not about me. Uh, it's normally about whether... They're done in that moment, yeah. and I don't take it personally. They'll come back in a couple of years. Right. I'm not worried about it. Right. It took, you know, my first year, it was hard.
1: It took you a well while to get there, but that's but, that's but now it's more about relationship. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, I've gone through this breakup with my ex, and it's very easy to go up into my head and try to figure out what went wrong mm. and what I did or what I didn't do. And what she says, am I supposed, how much of that I'm supposed to take personally. I should pay attention to what she says, but how much am I supposed to take it personally? So I can go in, I can get it, when I get in my head, I start going taking it personally, I can feel it start, start to spin. And then I get provide myself some distance and go, well, it's not about me necessarily. What if I could see that it applies somewhere else? Or I start you know, looking at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. The bigger picture, I'm feeling more open, I'm feeling more relaxed. If I'm in my head, I'm feeling tight. There's mm. no space for anything. So that's an example of me going into my head. Uh, I was in my head a little bit coming here today mm. because I know that uh, I have, there's an opportunity for me to look bad. I could say the wrong thing mm. and I could embarrass you or I could look bad in front of you. I don't want to look bad in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't want to. And so there's a part of me goes, well, I don't want to do that. I am noticed, you know, for a nanosecond in my head, I go, I don't want It doesn't really matter. I, I own what it is I bring. If it doesn't fly, then it doesn't fly. It's okay. If it doesn't land, it doesn't land. Yeah. I have what I have.
1: I feel like what you just said is the difference between boyhood and manhood. Mm. Because it's to to me, what I hear is, I'm going to take a risk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a risk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go somewhere, do something, say something, and I don't know how it's going to turn out, and mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what I'm going to look like, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And And whereas I think a boy isn't willing to take the risk or is hedging his bets so much that he's protecting himself so, himself so much that he's not really taking a risk. Right. Like the, the, the texts that a boy will send are like, Hey, what's up? Ugh. Right. Yes. Or just, Hey, I get that one all the time. Just, just, Hey, whereas a man is like, I loved seeing you again today. Can yeah. I take you out for a drink? Right. Completely different. But it's what you just said, which I find so important and valuable, which is that, part of manhood is being willing to take risks yeah. and be vulnerable mm-hmm. and that yes. there's something and there's something about be, being a man child or boy where it's like i'm so scared actually that i'm not willing to take a risk right. and there's a lot of i don't know what the word is like stuff that comes along with that that is not like nourishing to the feminine there's right. something really nourishing about like i'm on your side i want you to win because mm-hmm. you took a risk and showed up and right. are you. here you know Thank you. yeah
0: I think being me being vulnerable, I wasn't th- thinking of that at the time. You asked me a question, I answered it, but I think you could relate to what my you couldn't. My story doesn't relate to, but you could feel the feeling underneath it of, of not wanting to look bad and wanting to make you. So there was that connection right away in that vulnerable yeah. in that vulnerable moment yeah. that transcends anything that's happened up here. We connected down here, yeah, which is in, which is uh, which that kind of connection is what's missing in relationships.
1: It's also, I'm realizing in this moment, it's also part of what has me trust a man like that, Mm -hmm. and what has me willing to share my heart with that man. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if he's able to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. with me, and um,
0: and everybody else, yes, (laughs) and everybody (laughs) and everybody
1: else, then he's going to be able to hold me in my vulnerable places. Yes, what I find with the, when I interact with boys, I'm like, I'm going to have to take care of myself in this relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like very strongly, like mm-hmm. I don't have an ally. Mm-hmm. I don't have a partner. I don't have like a soft place for me to land. Like I'm going to have to take care yep. of. Yes. I feel like that's again, something that like maybe those men don't realize, but I can feel. Yes. Yeah.
0: Of course they can't re- they can't feel that cause they're stuck in their heads. You won't be able to feel what you're feeling because they're busy up there with cognitive ideas instead of feeling connections. Yeah. And the thing is, you're going to be able to, when a man is able to, when you can feel a man showing up for you, then let's just say, for instance, in that moment when you're, you're vulnerable, he's the stronger partner. And that's okay because one of these days he's going to be the less stronger partner and you'll be the one being able to hold him. And the healing that happens between that when a man can be held by a woman who trusts mm-hmm. him and with whom he trusts, it's this it unravels all the nonsense that keeps us so tight that happened yeah. to us when we were young so we can unwind and we can have a different experience as adults.
1: Yeah. I really love that because... It's exactly what you said, like, the dance between people. Mm -hmm. There's a fluidity to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked about masculine-feminine stages on other podcasts, and it feels like um, we're outgrowing the the stage of, like, the man always has to be strong and the woman always has to be weak. Mm -hmm. And then the second stage of, like, the man's kind of not in his power and the woman's, like, kind of a boss, like, Mm -hmm. not really connected to her femininity. Like, what we're moving into is, like, Today I feel strong, and I'm the strong one, and I can hold you. Or something happened, and you need to be held, and I'm there for that, and vice versa. That it's the dance of Mm -hmm. the energy and what's actually present in the moment instead of I have to be this way in this role because I am in a female body or in a male body. It's more like what's actually happening, what's actually needed here in the moment. I really like that.
0: Well, that's the flow. Yeah. And if you're stuck in your head, you can't feel the flow. And if you're a boy, you can't feel the flow. If you don't feel the flow, you can't dance with your partner. You just can't. And the flow is really important to pay attention to.
1: So would you say it's fair to say that most boys or man children are in their heads?
0: Well, that's a real broad comment. Um, I think just generally speaking, most men are in their heads. How about that? Whether they're man boys or whether they're solid men.
1: Most, maybe most people are in their heads most of the
0: time. Yeah, because, <laughs> this is
1: a pretty heady culture we live
0: in. Well, yeah, because relationships are hard, even for men who are solid. Relationships are hard, and they'll go up in their heads because they've been hurt too. Yeah, yeah. You know, look at look at some men who are who are really business savvy. They're successful in business, and so, but they're completely inept when it comes to relationship. And it's no, and there's and there's really it, it makes sense relationship with something that they they know they're not going to be good at or didn't go well before. They're going, let me put my attention towards something, something I'm going I'm to good at. Something
1: I'm good at, yeah.
0: So, And then they go in their head when, when, they're, when they're in a relationship, because they're often married. Mm-hmm. Then those men and so the women are going, well, where's, where are where you? Where would you? Where Wait you go? Away, yeah. I'm ready to, ready to grow. And he can't feel that in her. Because he's busy in his head thinking about other things. And he's also busy in his head afraid of going into the deep dark with her. Mm. Because he's going to look like he doesn't have it all together. As he does in every other area of his life.
1: Right. Because he doesn't have it all
0: together. Not relationship-wise. <clears throat>
1: right. Um, I think it's really cool that the direction of this went to the being in your head thing. Because I, I definitely, like I said, I see that with my clients constantly. Constantly. Um, so as we start to wrap up, what would you say to men who want to get out of their heads and want to get into their bodies? Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things I tell my clients is you can't get out of your head, you have to get into your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be a destination instead of, I'm going to get out of this. Mm-hmm.
0: How does that land when you say that to them?
1: Which part? The getting into their bodies? Yeah,
0: when you say to them, get out of your head and into your body. How does that land? When you look at them, do you see it landing? Like they're getting that?
1: Um... I think it depends on the guy, but I would say at first, like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. As the work progresses and they, they get more familiar with what it means, like, yes, but at first it's like, I don't, what are you talking about?
0: Right, <laughs> which I think is what most of the men who are going to be listening to this are going to go, what's he talking about getting in my body? I can't feel my body. Yeah. You know, they're going to, they're going to resist. Yeah. Those men I would talk to, or men who are in their head, how about this? And all men, if there's something that you know is possible in relationship, but you can't seem to find your way toward it, mm-hmm. to having that experience for you in your life, then reach out to me. Or reach yeah. out to you. You know, whoever, Whoever's going to help you, I don't care who you go to, You know, all paths move toward the GUI center. It's the same GUI yeah. center. If you want to work with me, that's fine. I can get you out of your head into your body and give you some skills that you can walk out in the world where you believe in yourself because you know who you are, you know where you're going, you know what you'll fight for. Yeah and i can get you out of your out of your head and into your body.
1: Yeah. And it sounds like that was the same for you on your path, you found men's groups mm-hmm. and you found other basically mentors mm-hmm. that yes. could help you yes. right. You didn't just decide to get out of your head. There's there's a relational aspect to what we're talking about.
0: Right. I had to I had to find myself so uncomfortable with where i was that i had to find something different. I couldn't have taken it from, I couldn't have heard it from another woman because all the other women I had been with were trying to tell me, but I couldn't hear it.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's why it took other men. Because men, we speak the same language. Mm -hmm. Whether you drive a Ferrari or whether you drive a Yaris. Nothing nothing wrong with Yaris. (laughs) I don't even know what a Yaris is. It's a little tiny, pediatric Yugoslavian car. car Okay. Or no, the Yaris is a Toyota. Okay. I'm thinking you go. (laughs) <laughs> anyway each of us each of us men have one foot in the same river so i know what that man's going through i know what he did when he was six i know what he did when he was 12 when he was 16 yes what you did when you were 16 i know what you did when you were 20 25 yeah. 30 40 i know what it's like I've, I've been there yeah a woman not so much not going to be able to
1: right there's a totally a way that i think men's work is critical because i can't I can't do I can't provide that exactly what you said like there are places that I just I can't I'm, I can't empathize I really right. can't like I just I can't meet them there so I don't think there's been a single client I worked with where I haven't brought in men to help me because right. I'm like I need I need that I need right. that I can't do it without without that
0: yeah, which is why my work is with men and couples I have I've had Women, single women clients, very, very few. Mm. They don't, that doesn't generally last very long mm-hmm. because I just can't give them what they need either.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to, but I, I can't connect with them. On that yeah. Level. Yeah. So it's understood.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, if people do want to reach out to you, where do they, <clears throat> excuse me, where do they find you?
0: TheBestofMan.com. That's T H E B E S T M A N. That's a great brand
1: the best of man right.
0: i like it the idea being that you find the best of you that you that is that you're supposed to bring out the world but you're having problems doing it so mm. you can have the relationship you've always wanted to that you've always known was possible but it, it eludes you in this moment
1: yeah and i think that's a good um place to just say like this shit does work
0: Absolutely. like it
1: does you know what i mean like you did the work and you did the men's work and like you had like way different, better relationships after Whoa, Like complex, right. you know, growthful. Right. Right. Like, yeah. I just want to like say that, like it does, it does work whatever you choose to do it. It's going to work. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Well, is there any last wisdom that you feel called to share with the men who are listening?
0: Last bit of wisdom. Yeah. Don't wait till it's too late. Really don't wait till it's too late. Because if you're in a relationship with her, with your woman, as long as she has a yes for you, take advantage of the yes she has for you. Mm. As soon as she gets to a no, you're fucked. (laughs) The point of no return. No matter what you do after that, when she hits no, it's, it's highly unlikely she's going to come back to you. And this is something that's important to you. When you see the yellow flags flying, pick up the phone, get some help. Don't, yeah. don't be shy. Don't be bashful. You haven't done anything wrong that can't be fixed up until that point. And um, you're not alone. You're not the only one who's gone through what you're going through. Yeah. Pick up the phone. Don't do it on your own.
1: I like that. Thank you. My pleasure. And we will wrap. That wraps up another episode of Dear Men. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, we would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Men Podcast. That's at Dear Men Podcast. Or Facebook, we have a group, Dear Men Podcast. We also have an email address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Big Sexy Dataset, the community of people who regularly respond to the surveys that we talk about on this podcast, just email us at that address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and we will set you up. Have a sexy day.